We have Nathan Williamson on the line. A very good morning to you, Nathan. How's the weather down in the deep south this morning? Yeah, morning, Matt. Um, look, yeah, no, we've had uh, overcast. We've had a wee shower or two this morning, but um, forecast is meant to be for a uh, clear day. So, um, yeah, I don't think it will affect proceedings too much. Actually, I think that yeah, the track will be uh, hard and fast, so it should be good. That's what we like to hear. Big team in for you today, uh, Nathan, from your own stable. And you know, I know you've got a number of outside drives as well. You're going to be a busy man throughout the day. Uh, things start to kick off for you in race number six, where you've got the unbeaten Miraculous going round. Now, we haven't seen this horse since the 14th of December. Um, I understand it's been back to the workouts and trials. Where's the horse at? And with that little bit of time and a little bit of freshen up, do you feel like the horse has improved? Yeah, we've just sort of um, been a lack of racing for him really over the Christmas period. Um, yeah, there was obviously the supremacy heats didn't go ahead and um, he, um, I elected to give him a little bit of a freshen up. So um, he's pretty forward, Matt. He's uh, had a trial, which he went nice in the other day. I was pleased with him and he's trained on well. So no, look, I think he should be you know, at least as good as he was last start, certainly fitness-wise anyway. So um, no, no, he's, he's good to go. Certainly uh, changes the complexion of the race with three scratchings there and only the five horses to go round. Is he is he a pretty adaptable horse, Nathan? Is he the sort of horse that can sort of sit off the speed or do you like sort of getting him up onto the top end and looking to control things or are you just going to take that as it comes when you get out there today? Yeah, probably just take it as it comes, Matt. Look, um, yeah, his first start he ended up um, drawing wide and settling back and then... Um, sort of, you know, coming over the top of them late and then um, obviously last start he led all the way. So he's fairly adaptable, but um, in saying that, I, you know, I think he's probably, um, you know, shown that he's right up there um, as far as probably one of the better chances in the field. So therefore, um, you know, you sort of probably have to use his class a wee bit and sort of uh, take a wee bit of luck out of it. I think, you know, um, I wouldn't think there'd be too many wanting to hold him out. And if, if you know, if that happened, um, you know, he, he's the one to beat. You've also got Ultimate Weapon in the race. Now, he's an interesting type. As, uh, he showed a lot of promise early on. Uh, things probably haven't quite gone right in his last two starts after encouraging debut second. Craig Ferguson takes the drive for you today. Uh, very good workout winner late last month. Uh, a horse trending back upwards, perhaps? Yeah, definitely. Um, I do like this fellow. Look, his first up run was was good. Um, you know, he he run he run a nice second, and he was pretty green. I thought his seventh at Invercargill was very good. He he got bottled away on the fence, and um, he really attacked the line nice. So we're pretty confident heading to Omicow, and he and he put in a bit of a shocker, but he was he was crook, and he come home, and um, we had to treat him and give him ten days freshen up. So sort of forgive him that one, and he has worked back nice, and his trial was nice. So um, he's not a horse that possesses any early speed at all, and that's probably a wee bit of a downfall. Um, or why he certainly got buried on the fence that day at Invercargo. But um, he'll be, um, you know, a nice horse going forward and certainly one when they get up over the bigger, longer trips. You know, the staying trips will really suit him. He's um, a good staying horse, but, um, you know, probably uh, the mile doesn't altogether suit him, you know. Okay, then we go into race number seven, and a horse that went straight into my black book on debut was a pace you've got called Zamparini. Uh, made up a stack of ground from, from a long way off them and really charged through the line. You must have been pleased with that debut effort, and how have things gone since then? Yeah, no, we're real happy with him. Um, look, he's a, he's a horse that, um, you know, he's pretty genuine. He always runs on, and he's, you know, got, got a wee bit of ability there. It's just um, he hasn't been altogether that smooth in his pacing gait. He just... When he wants to lug in, he, he can get a little bit rough on it. So um, we've made some gear alterations. Um, 
certainly if he paced smoothly throughout, I think he's probably, you know, right there or one of the ones to beat, um, especially from his better draw, you know. Um, yeah, it looks it looks a winnable race for him, and he's he's drawn nice to get a nice enough wee run there. So, um, yeah, look, he's uh, yeah he's not him without a without a good chance. Southland Oaks seat later on in the day. You've got two runners in that race again. Uh, we'll start off with Ruby Rowe. Now, she obviously won her first two races uh, in a row very impressively and then took on a pretty good field last time and was just a little bit green and looked a little bit difficult for you to handle at times. Um, you've given her a bit of time since that run. Uh, where do you feel she's at today? Because she, she looks like a filly who's got a lot of potential. Yes, that's right. She's got a lot of raw ability. Um, yeah, the old head space isn't um, sometimes altogether um, working with you. Look, at Invercargill, she sort of let us down a bit there. She sort of uh, was extremely wayward and ended up sort of, um, yeah, very stop-start and sort of shying and not, not sort of concentrating on the job at hand. So um, she has been better at Winton, and I couldn't fault her the other day um, at the at the trial, she trialled lovely. Um, put a shadow roll on just to try and get her to focus a little bit more and sort of concentrate on the job. And she's um, well, she wears the half lines as well, so she's got um, a bit of equipment on there just to to get her to focus. But um, certainly doesn't lack the talent. And uh, yeah, if she got a nice trip, I'd say um, you know they'll know she's at the races. Well, she's probably still got a little bit to learn. Flying Alley, your other runner that Craig Ferguson takes the drive on. Um, is the ultimate little professional, I guess you could say. She's she's done a great job for you in her short career. Uh, she's had two seconds this time in and, and improving runs uh, from the first through to the second. Has she improved again off the back of that? And is she a little bit of a forgotten horse in this race, perhaps? I, I sort of thought that she was a horse who could definitely win it if things fell into place for her. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, ultimate professional, she, um, yeah, she, can, she can be driven any way. She could go forward, she could go back. She's... Um, pretty adept, she's got good manners, she's just really faultless wee, wee girl and um, has her share of ability too so look, yeah, she just probably from her wider draw needs things to pan out in her favour but if they do that she can certainly capitalise, she's very well and um, yeah, she's pretty forward too to run a good race so no, we're really happy with her, we're really happy with both fillies so hopefully they uh, go real well Could you split them Nathan? Is, would you have one ahead of the other or are they both circumstantial horses that if things fell into the into place for them that they, it wouldn't surprise you if either, either of them won? Yeah, it probably just comes down to the run and I suppose in that respect Ruby Rose just drawn in a little bit. Um, I suppose you probably have to favour her as to one that might get a get a better trip from her draw but in saying that it can easily, um, as you know, work out the other way and, and the other filly could end up getting a nice run. So just Probably comes down to the run. There's very little between them. I'd say Ruby Rose probably got the raw talent, but as we said, the other girl's um, very professional and, um, you know, lovely wee filly in her own right. So I'd say uh, very little between them and, um, you know, yeah, it just probably comes down to the run on the day. Excellent. Those two fillies taking on the unbeaten All You Need Is Me from the Dalgetty stable there. On to the day's feature, the uh, Yreo Cup. Uh, you got two runners in this race as well. Uh, we'll kick things off with... Uh, Sandwave, who we haven't seen for a few weeks. I understand that there might have been a wee niggle after that last run. A, has he improved and got over that wee issue? And B, where do you think he's at? Because it's not going to be easy for him off a 40-metre handicap with some pretty nice horses in front of him. Yeah, no, that's right, Matt. Look, he just pulled up a little bit unfavourably um, subsequent to Northern South. And so we had some vet work done and the vet went over him and... Um, you know, um, treated one of his his joints, which was causing a wee bit of discomfort. So, um, look, he seems 110% again now, and he's certainly, um, you know, bouncing around the place like he's very well. So he's, uh, 
yeah, it won't be an easy task. Um, you know, off 40 metres and things, um, you know, almost, almost, um, you know, mission impossible from back there. But what does help is it's a smallish sort of field and it just sort of depends um, what happens in front of us really, how much of a chance he's sort of got. If they, you know, if they run sort of real quick time up front, it's going to make it extremely difficult for him off 40 metres. But, um, you know, if he can um, latch on the field and get dragged into it a wee bit, um, you know, he's certainly um, the class horse of the field, but um, 40 metres makes it difficult. And Mr. Cashman goes around in the race uh, for you as well. He was a good winner four starts back and probably hasn't had all the luck in the world lately. Um, where's he at heading into today's assignment? Yeah, like he, he you're right, he won the south of Waitaki and like obviously beat horses like um, Da Vinci on that day. Obviously Da Vinci's um, improved subsequently, but look, he's a talented enough horse. He's a good follower of speed when he's right. Um, I've actually, um, you know, I just thought he was just going through the motions a wee bit. Um, we had blood tests done and, and it certainly couldn't fold his track work and so we were pretty confident in his last few starts, but he just sort of just hasn't really... Um, really sort of attack the line like he can so um gave him a wee bit of a change of scenery he stayed in at Ascot Park and he's um had a bit of a change of scenery the last few weeks I'm hoping that can just spark his interest up a bit um fairly happy with him in there that um everything um you know he seems seems pretty well and his work's been good so just thought sometimes with you know getting on a little bit now just sort of change of scenery might work so let's see what he can do today but he's certainly good enough to feature if he brings his A game Excellent. Race number 11. Now, information for the punters out there listening to Trot's Talk this morning. You've got two in that race, and my Caitlin Denario comes up with the ace draw, and you take the drive on that runner. Uh, $10 chance. Your other runner is the very talented Atoji. Can we take a lean out of your choice of drive there? Um, uh, have you chosen to drive that particular runner for a reason? Do you think it's maybe the leading chance? Or uh, Oliver Kite, of course, who's your stable junior driver, takes the drive on a Toji. What's, what's sort of the thought process there? Yeah, well, so, like, McCaitlin's having her first run back. Um, she's um, trialled twice, and we've been happy with her trial. She's building away. I think she's going to benefit from this race um, more more so than probably a Toji who's had the recent racing. Um, the reason Ollie's on a Toji, um, he's definitely the stronger chance of the two, but it is pre- uh, penalty free if driven by a junior. So we're there chasing the freebie um, win on him. So that's 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 the reason he's on him, and he's definitely um, look. It doesn't mean to say that um, he's going to beat McCaitlin home, but it does. You know, I do think he is the stronger chance of the two um, as we sit here now. So. Um, yeah, that, that's the reason Ollie's on him, and I see there's quite a few juniors in that event sort of chasing the, the penalty free. So, um, yeah, that's the reason. But um, I do think McCaitlin, uh, from her draws, um, definitely a, a place chance anyway. You round out your day with Raka Murph in the last. Now, I was really, really keen on this horse. Um, another one that hasn't had an awful lot of luck in races, but does look like the sort of horse that needs things to fall into place. Um, How do you assess the chances there? Yeah, well, look, he was a really nice two-year-old and obviously running the feature races. And, um, look, he, you know, he beat some lovely horses as a two-year-old, but he was quite a big boy. And then we might have um, perhaps uh, given him a start or two too many and um, it's sort of been to his detriment as a three-year-old. It's, he never really come up his last sort of prep as a three-year-old, but um, we're a lot happy with him. At, you know, the, just before Christmas there, he was um, really doing some nice things and we we're fairly confident heading to Omicow with him. And he was like Ultimate Weapon, he come home and he was a bit crook after um, Omicow. So we've given him a fresh in. He trialled really nice. Um, probably will improve with the run also, but it looks like there'll be a bit of pace in that race. And um, 
if he can slot back and then get on the train at the right time, um, he should be finishing on pretty strong. Big day for you today, Nathan, with a with a host of your own runners in and a number of uh, outside drives early on in the day. Uh, not to put you on the spot, but if the punters out there listening in were looking for one Nathan Williamson uh, horse to back today, which one would you want to lean them towards? Yeah, well, I suppose I'm probably not going to be too brave and say miraculous. He's he's a class horse, and um, he's you know we think he's headed for pretty nice things. So um, look, you know, there's got to be respected all these other three-year-olds are lovely horses as well but um you know from what i've seen i think he's um the one to beat in there so we'd have to go with him excellent hey nathan we'll let you carry on you've got a busy day ahead of you good luck with all your runners today and especially Sandwave and uh, mr cashman going around in the day's feature thank you very much for your time on trot stalk this morning and go well down at winton hey thanks very much matt appreciate it cheers Nathan Williamson, one of Southland's finest big team of horses in today. We appreciate him taking some time out of his busy schedule to have a chat with us about his stable runners.